You're listening to the Savoir Fair Audio Experience. Are you ready? The Savoir Faire Experience is your guide to everything that has to do with lifestyle. From dating, rides, style, and entertainment. All brought to you by the editor of Savoir Faire Magazine, Robert White. Anything goes on this audio experience. So, let's go. It's still the best. Hello, hello, and welcome to the official first episode of the Savoir Faire podcast. I'm your host and also the editor of Savoir Faire magazine. My name is Robert White. Um, you can follow me on most of social media uh, under CEO Robert White. Uh, Savoir Faire magazine is owned by a corporation called Dolphin Entertainment Company Incorporated, which I am the CEO of. And so that's kind of how you're going to see and find me if you're looking to engage with me in another platform. Uh, so today's episode, I wanted to talk about something pretty unique in the publication industry. It's kind of something that everyone talks about, but no one really gets a lot of information out there. And so from an editor's perspective, we are going to talk about the difference between print versus digital and the benefits of each and the negatives of each and what they both mean. And so for the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes, if you're in the editing industry or you want to be in the editing industry, this might be a podcast to definitely listen to. Uh, we're going to start off with what we know as very traditional um, platform, and that's the print option. Uh, now, here's, here's all the things that have to do with print magazines. There are some really amazing magazines that have been on the market for a really long time that are out there in print. But what we don't see behind the scenes is that these hundreds of thousands of magazines go through a hell of a process to get from the creation of the magazine when the PDFs are sent over to the print house compared all the way to the distribution and then also to putting the magazine on the shelf in the store. So here's here's what I know of uh, as far as print. Uh, first off, the cost to produce a print product for almost every magazine publication is through the roof. The cost of paper is expensive. Uh, the way to make that more affordable is to do things in bulk. And that's probably why you're seeing hundreds of thousands of magazines being produced at once, especially from big uh, publication houses. Um, I think to make it even more affordable, if you weren't going through a third party and you were going through the print um, aspect on your own, you know, maybe you had a printer yourself. Um, that would make things pretty unique for, for that business. Uh, but long story short, most of these places are sending them through massive print houses and they're getting printed off in hundreds of thousands of copies at a time. All of those magazines then have to be um, stacked and banded and put on pallets and put on trucks and then shipped to distribution centers all over the world. Uh, which then those people take them out to the magazine shelves. And it's a hell of a process and it costs a fortune. Now, what's the reason for it? Um, what you guys might not know is that when you pick up a print copy of a magazine on a shelf, the producer of that magazine really isn't making any revenue. You know, they have spent all of the money that they could have produced in profit um, getting that magazine on that shelf. So why would they even do it? Well, it's all about advertising and marketability. So the idea is that if we put our magazine on the shelf and you see it, 
then it keep, makes it legit. And that's exactly the way that models and photographers view the industry as well, or anyone else that's being published. If you're not in print, you're not legit. And I want to kind of smash that thing because I just want you to know that like the reason why publishers are putting magazines in print and putting them on shelves is because it makes them legit. And that's not the way it should work. Um, so, so print magazines are an advertising tool. There's no money involved. The magazines that are unsold each month or each quarter or each bi-monthly, depending on how, um, how those magazines are created, they go back to the distribution house and then they get sent back to the manufacturer and people collect their money for them. And they're basically a waste. It's wasted paper. So for those people in the world that really hate to see trees being shut, cut down for paper, this is one of those industries where it's strongly happening where paper is getting wasted because old issues aren't kept. They're, you know, shredded and possibly recycled, but doubtly. So it's a it's one of those in industries that's pretty unique. So print magazines are basically created for marketing and advertising. Now, digital, on the other hand, is more profitable, more marketable, and so much easier to do direct to consumer. If I have 900,000 subscribers that in digital, I can easily send a magazine to all of them with one email blitz. Put a PDF into an email blitz, something like MailChimp or something, and send it to all of my subscribers. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy for digital. You can't do that with print. There's some costs involved with shipping and, and like I said, printing and all that good stuff. So, so digital makes it easy, which means that if I could take one PDF and spread it out to a bunch of different people, that there's a profit margin that's much higher than if I was doing a print product. And so digital magazines can be sold for as little. I mean, I've seen really popular magazines like Maxim Magazine sold for less than a dollar on Amazon. And, and that's because they are still making profit because it's just that one copy. They're looking for a quantity over quality kind of deal. And they want hundreds of thousands of people to buy a copy for 99 cents. And that's still hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue because that digital copy only costs them what it costs to have it created, which was, you know, the labor and the employees that built it. Um, the other thing that you might not know about some of these uh, magazines is that even though you're seeing international exposure for most of them and you're seeing them everywhere, it's their marketing companies that are holding those magazines up. The team that actually produces and creates most magazines is probably less than 20 people. Um, there's a handful of titles. If you pick up any big magazine, go pick up uh, a Cosmo or a Vogue or uh, Maxim or Playboy and just look at the first three or four pages of that. Once you get past all the ads, you'll actually see a page that will list all of the people that contributed to that magazine. That list is super long, but I'm gonna tell you, everyone is on that list. So every photographer, every model, every person that did hair and makeup for that photo shoot, all of the clothing designers that were involved with that, all the people that set that production up, um, all of the people that actually built the layouts and stuff, that number's pretty small. The people that actually take the interview and lay it out, that number's small. The editors, basically. Um, and one person, can produce a really strong print and digital magazine. And I think I've proved that. Uh, in the last five years, we've had four now, I think four brands, uh, digital magazine um, magazines. And so Savo Fair being the one that we love the most, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. But we've also owned a magazine called Crush Magazine that's on the market currently. 
Um, those that have been following the history of me basically know that Splash Magazine was here before, Sapo Fair. We had a fashion brand called Bella Femme Magazine. I mean, all of these brands were strongly digital because that's where the profit margin is. So to those people that are out there thinking that print is the only legit magazine, I have to say that you're wrong. Uh, I think the digital magazines are amazing as well. Um, one example that I can give you to check out is Founder Magazine. Now, not without the E, without the E, I mean, uh, F-O-U-N-D-R. They are an entrepreneur kind of based magazine. The editors of that brand are from Australia, um, but Founder itself is a ballin'. It's huge. I mean, they've got millions and millions of followers. They're selling tons of subscri- subscriptions every month, and they are strongly a digital platform. Um, they do sell their magazine in print because there's always those people that want things in print. And, and you know, there's a there's kind of a, <clears throat> a thing that goes along with print for me. And what I've noticed is my print sales come from the people that have been published by me. So if I put a model on the cover of a magazine, she'll buy a handful of print copies to sign and give away to her friends and family and fans. Her friends and family and fans will buy copies and the photographer will do the same thing. Uh, and other people that are involved with that cover. But majority of people are buying print for themselves because they were published. I don't see, from my perspective, a lot of print customers per se. I see a lot of digital. Um, Probably 95% of the people that buy Savile Fair magazine are digital subscribers. And and I'm cool with that because that's where the profit margins are. Um, We don't even distribute to print. Uh, We don't do print into distribution into stores because of the cost and I don't think that that's the right advertising tool we live in 2019 now uh, happy new year by the way and the marketing ability of the internet allows me to have a strong digital product to push out into the world there's the mobile app um, on iTunes and also on the Google Play Store. There are platforms like Magster and Jumag and Amazon and um a bunch of different other platforms that we distribute our product out to. And that feedback that we get is always positive and strong and good. And plus, we've got social media, uh, obviously, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. um, There's just so many. Snapchat. We utilize all of these tools to be able to push our magazine out into the world. And it works extremely well uh, to give us some feedback. And so there's there's uniqueness to just being digital and i'm cool with being digital i think that in the future though we are 2019 now i'm going to give it probably three to five years there's going to be some things that come out that will be strongly digital one of the coolest things i saw on uh, youtube uh, a few months ago was um uh, wired magazine has now is now working with adobe And they are releasing some really cool features to bring a digital magazine to life. And and those things are super cool. Um, I also have kind of pipe dreams of bringing a digital magazine to life. I would love to have a really kind of uh, virtual reality type of issue where people could put on their glasses and step into the pages of Savo Fair. I also want to see some more animation where you could scan the covers and uh, the covers would come to life and you get to see those live Q&As kind of from a video perspective or a hologram perspective. Um, and I think the future of digital is really going to allow that kind of stuff to happen. Um, and so I'm really focused on getting my magazine in that direction. And I think a bunch of other brands are as well. And so basics on print and digital. Okay, so so 
Print we know is, from what I said, uh, a tool for marketing and advertising. It's costly. It's a it's just a write-off basically for every brand that does it. Digital is where the profit is. And so as a consumer, we want you to buy digital products, um, especially from uh, the editor's perspective. Um, now, there's a lot of negative costs that come involved with doing print compared to digital. Uh, there's also some other benefits in the way that print makes a magazine really legit by going through that cost and doing that option to market and advertise and be on the shelves. Um, but again, I've only seen um, people that are directly involved with the publication or published in the magazine actually buying print in my perspective. Uh, most of the people are buying digital and getting digital copies to share. Uh, the other big thing that I want to tap on besides the print and digital thing um, with the magazine industry is um, is something a little bit different. So this is kind of a little plug on submissions and coming into a magazine when you're submitting to a magazine. So here's a little, a little kick for some of those people that want to be published. Um, we have a pretty open door policy at Savile Fair Magazine. Our emails are public and we allow anyone to send us content. Uh, and there's a good chance that some of that stuff could end up in the pages of Savile Fair. Uh, but what we what we do like the most is that we want some rules to be in place for that. And and so here's what, what I like to see in the future. I want to see uh, really unique content and unique photos that are going to work well for our publication and kind of shock people. We also want the ability to be exclusive. We want to be one of the first people to release those photos to the world. So if you are a photographer or a model that wants to be published or an actor, actress, or anything like that, we want absolutely original photos to come to us. We don't want things that you released on social media a year ago um, or even this past summer. We want to be the first to bring that stuff out. And part of the reason why we want to be the first is because we know that the engagement for brand new content from your fans and followers is is what we are banking on to be able to produce and sell the magazine. And so um, that's why it's very important to us that we are kind of the first to release stuff. And we, we put that into a lot of the things that we make public for submissions, um, but we don't always end up getting... Um, photos that are never never before seen and so it's, it's kind of interesting when our team uh goes on the internet and searches for the images we always seem to find them promoted or published published somewhere um and you know part of that is that we're limited on the content that we really get and so hopefully you know these podcasts and some other shout outs that we do will increase that um but but yeah so we really want to make sure that you know a little advice on that aspect is that you're sending never before seen photos into magazine publications. The other part is the Q&A. Um, we like to interview all of the talent that's published with us. And we want those interviews to be engaging and and for the reader too. Like when the reader reads the magazine, we want them to be excited about the story and have it be detailed. If I, a lot of times we send out Q&As to models or we'll even get face-to-face to do a Q&A and they try to do a lot of one-word answers. And I, I can understand that from some people's perspective, uh, but the idea is that one-word answers don't fill a page and we're trying to lay out a magazine that really just needs some solid content. So think about your answers when you're uh, submitting to Q&A or to magazines. Think about really kind of fluffing them up a little bit and making them exciting Remember that it's kind of the entertainment world that you're reaching out to, especially with us, uh, and they want to be entertained when they're reading. So we try to get some really strong, like fun Q&A stuff from people. Um, 
So that's kind of the basics for submissions. I'm not going to get too far into that because I think another episode would be ideal for submitting to us. But, you know, back to the, the basics of this. Digital and print is a big battle. If you go on the internet and look up digital and print media, um, the positives, the negatives, the battles that are going on, there's a big discussion. But let me tell you that majority of the big players in the publication industry and the newspaper industry are seeing a big push in their digital subscriptions right now. Okay, there's there's probably like an age group that's very strongly into print, but you know, the New York Times um, has released information saying that they're strongly getting a digital audience now more than they are print, like 60-40 or something was the split that I saw. Um, Maxim Magazine released a report saying they're getting more digital subscribers than, than they are in print. Uh, there's just a lot of really strong people in our industry that are producing digital products and digital's outworking and outdoing the print. And the reason why it is is because publishers are promoting it. That's our bread and butter. Digital makes us more revenue than print does. So from my perspective, there you go. Um, there's a some really cool stuff happening with Sava Fair. I want to go ahead and just talk a little bit more about that, um, the brand. We did finally release a brand new issue. Um, you'll be able to go over to savfair.com and check that out. We did some really cool stuff with this first issue. Uh, we actually have <clears throat> Brenna Black, who is a model slash actress who's just killing it right now in Hollywood. And she was on the cover of the most recent Savo Fair issue. But we also got a really cool submission from Big Mountain, which we freaking adore. Uh, they had some really big hits uh, in the past, and they're on their major comeback right now. I hope they're going to be touring the U.S. and doing a bunch of stuff. And I think you guys are going to see those guys uh, all over the Savo Fair site because we're super excited to have them in, on board with us. So what we did with them basically is we took all of the content that is in the Brenna Black cover, basically everything. The magazines are exactly the same, except we did a special edition Big Mountain cover. Um, and that one's, uh, I think, $6.99 for a digital copy. Uh, it's super rare. Uh, when the next issue comes out, which will be, uh, let me think really quick, January, February, March, April 1st, April 1st, um, that's when that digital cover of Big Mountain will be discontinued. And so um, if you want to get a copy of that one, you really have to get over to the website and check it all out. Thanks for listening, tuning in, and God knows when I'll do another podcast, but I like to keep it kind of random and keep you on your toes. So uh, God bless, Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the show. Please take a minute to head over to www.savfair.com and subscribe to our publication.